G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The story. It was in church one Sunday morning. The minister was wandering with a microphone in his hand and he put it in front of me and I just couldn't speak. And it was later on, our ladies group in the church, we had to take the service at night on the study we had been doing. We each had to say something with a microphone. And I thought, oh no, on the practice, I still couldn't speak. I just, it was difficult. And so on the morning, I took my son with me and he stood beside me and I got him to read a Bible verse and then I could continue on. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, what do you do when you feel God is calling you to host a radio program and you have a fear of a microphone and know nothing about making a program? That was initially the case for Sheridan Gardner, who has gone on to host a healthcare program heard on international shortwave radio for several years. Today, Sheridan shares her story of trusting and obeying God even when it was a bit uncomfortable. She's joined by her husband, Steve, and together they're having a chat with Eric Scadabo. Welcome to the program, Sheridan Gardner. Thanks. And also with us today, your husband and cheerleader, Steve Gardner. Welcome to the program. Great to be here. Great to have you in the studio today, finding out your story as a couple, and then also how Sheridan has been involved in Christian radio without having had any formal training in it, but just a desire to want to do more. So we'll get to that in just a bit, but let's go back to where were you born? Let's start with you, Sheridan. Where were you born and how did you get to Australia? Yes, I was born in England many years ago (laughs) and uh, came here to Australia when I was three and I've been back to England a couple of times since. We're not saying the years. We're not. We're (laughs) We're, we're leaving that alone. (laughs) Very wise. And Steve, where were you born? I was born in Sydney. Grew up on a farm with my parents and my sister a long time ago, and uh, they were Christians because my mum and dad started a church in a little in a, a Sydney suburb on Botany Bay, and so going to church has always been a part of my upbringing. And uh, of course, it's quite easy to say I'm a Christian because mum and dad are. But mm-hmm. at some time, you've got to make a decision that mum and dad's faith's not going to be yours. So, That's right. um, so I was at a, uh, I can't remember the speaker, but it was at a uh, an evangelical crusade, I believe, in, in the church in a place called Gosford, which is uh, just north of Sydney, mm-hmm. that um, they made a, I made a commitment there one night. And uh, so that began the journey of the start of my faith, not my mum and dad's, but my faith. And uh, and from then on, it's, um, yeah, it's been a journey like I suppose most other Christians. We uh, we uh, might be all calm on the top, but like like a duck, our feet are going like crazy <laughs> underneath. That's and, right. And, uh, and so that life goes on. And uh, I'm glad to say that uh, I've never been alone in, in it because mm-hmm. um, there's been... A saviour that's looked after me all the way through, and uh, I can look back and see how he's uh, led and blessed mm-hmm. me and my my life with a family, and yeah, it's been a great journey. And Sheridan, your background mm-hmm. in faith? Yes, um, my mum was a Christian and encouraged me to go to Sunday school, and 
attended a church in Davistown, and there were lovely people there. There's a mission line in Davistown, New South Wales, mm-hmm. and uh, the people there were very missionary minded. And yes, I came to know the Lord at a, a mission, like much like Stephen was, but at Davistown, and that's where my journey began. And then, how did both of your journeys intersect at some point? We were both at the same church. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, we ended up going to the same church. As I, I mentioned just a mile ago, at a place called Gosford. Well, Gosford and Davistown are separated by probably 10 kilometres. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, these people that uh, Sherry was alu- alluding to, um, missionary minded, as one of their sons ended up being a missionary up in, I think it was Mount Hagen in Papua New Guinea, and anyway, uh, these people started up a, a church in a, an old cinema, wasn't it, at Davistown, and mm-hmm. uh, that's where we had church and Sunday school until such times as finances were available, and they built their first little church, and I say little, it was little when you look around and see the mm-hmm. churches of today. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where I met this uh, this girl that had, uh, yeah, she, she was a real stunner. And I used to see this young boy sitting next to his grandmother being very well behaved. It would have been in primary school. Yeah, it would have Oh, been. wow, yeah, you yeah. guys go way back. And then uh, eventually married and had children. Yeah, we yes. got three, three children and eight lovely grandchildren. And we praise the Lord that our children are all Christians and they married into Christian families. And uh, I say we're very, very proud of them. And how did you eventually move to Tasmania? My parents moved down there. Um, Coming from England, Tasmania was more English-looking or more English, and they moved down. And uh, after we got married, we were thinking about moving from Gosford because it was getting a bit busy up there and... Cost of of living and... Expensive, so we packed up... And after about a, just over a year of being married, and moved to Tasmania, not knowing we were going to live where we are, but mm. we travelled along the uh, north of the coast, north of the state rather, from from e- west to east, looking for places and mm. that we might look because I was a mechanic at the time and I was looking for employment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we looked and looked and. We came back to Boat Harbour Beach. Yeah. And because I'd been basically brought up by the salt water since I could walk or crawl, um, (laughs) the salt water was... Float. Yeah, well, (laughs) I won't go into the funny story about that, but anyway... Oh, no, uh, funny story. We got time. (laughs) Well, I was... The story's been told that I fell out of a rowing boat at at an age where I shouldn't have been in the boat. I was mm-hmm. out there with my father and grandparents, or so, grandfather or something, and my mother said that I was the second person she knew ever walked on water when, oh. she, when she saw me floundering in there, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out. So, But anyway, as I say, uh, but whether the truth's getting in the way of a good story or not, I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, that was uh, that's what I heard in, uh, okay. many years ago. So, so salt water's been in my blood, so we... Okay, and so you settled in Boat Harbour Beach. Beach. Mm-hmm. Now turning to you, Sheridan, you're a housewife with no particular training in radio, but just an interest. Yes. Um, in my younger days, my father was into shortwave radio, mm-hmm. 
and I used to listen at night to shortwave radio stations. You just had an interest in radio. Yeah, just flicking through the dial, mm-hmm. finding what languages I could hear. Listening to shortwave. Mm. That's kind yeah, of the hobby. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And did you ever think you'd get involved? No. no. So how did you? No. You've been involved for over 30 years. How did, <laughs> how did it start? It must have started somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it must have started somewhere. I mean, you started with turning it on. Next thing you know, you're behind the microphone. Yes. How did that happen? Well... Um, a group formed in Wynyard or the northwest coast, Bernie Wynyard area in Tasmania, mm-hmm. with the idea of starting a Christian radio station in the area somewhere. Wynyard was chosen and the committee agreed and started to get things together to have a radio station. And a message came out to all the churches for all those who would like to help in the first transmission. And at the time... I was wanting to meet other Christians because we lived in a very a sort of almost not remote area, but a very sort of tiny community, mm-hmm. and I didn't get out much at all because I had young children. Mm-hmm. And this was an opportunity to mix with other Christians along the coast. And so I made a friend do it with me, <laughs> and uh, we went to the first test transmission, which was off Table Cape. And all we did was answer phones, listen to the people's comments and make note of what they were doing. That was my first involvement in radio. So nothing spectacular. And then I heard that you graduated to the wonderful task of cleaning the vinyl records. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we had to check the record. When we had our building uh, dedicated, Mm -hmm. then it was time to start getting things ready for broadcasting or even just test transmissions, really, because we're still aspirant. And my friend and I went in and we checked the records, make sure the words were suitable for a Christian mm-hmm. st- radio yep. station to play and there was no scratches because it was FM stereo and they had to be perfect. And, yes, we used to go in once a week and do that, just check the records. And dust them. It, we had we did have a, a one day we got a lot of other women in and we we bathed them all <laughs> got all the, the greasy the days of, yeah. of vinyl records yeah. yes that takes me back mm. so a non glorious beginning but necessary because well mm. if you ever had a phonograph you know that That's... the needle collected the dust and it would get mm. all scratchy and all that so you mm. didn't want to have that so that was the start mm. yes. You're listening to The Story. Today, Sheridan and Steve Gardner are sharing how Sheridan first became involved in Christian radio. As we heard, it all developed from humble beginnings, but we will hear how, with fear and trepidation, she goes on to have her own healthcare program. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with Sheridan and Steve Gardner from Tasmania. They're sharing how Sheridan first became involved in Christian radio and how she has gone on to host a healthcare program that's heard on international shortwave radio. 
Also, we're hearing how her story is one of obedience to the Lord. There was a program that had been on air during the test transmissions, a women's program. And at the next test, the women were not able to do it. And the manager at the time was sort of dropping out hints, we need a woman who can do the women's program. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, hope you find someone. (laughs) But the Lord spoke to me and said I should do something about it. Even though you had no previous experience? No. No. Interesting, isn't it? But the Lord said, I Yes. Yes. I had this desire. Gave me a desire to do it. And Stephen gave me a bit of a shove. Yeah, so well, let's switch over to Stephen there. What what did you think about this uh, well, idea of your wife yeah, all of a sudden um, being on the radio? She was umming and ahhing about it and thinking whether she could do it or not. And, and I said, of course she could do it. And um, and she had to go and speak to the manager to give him her answer to this question mm-hmm. whether she'd be do it. So I I physically physically I physically <laughs> led it by the hand. <laughs> Up Is the, that true, Sheridan? Pretty, pretty well. much. <laughs> <laughs> I physically led her by the hand up the stairs in through the front doors, and we I think we saw the girl at the desk and said, we're here to see the manager. And the girl went and knocked on his door and said, Sheridan and Steve are here. Oh, come in, come in. And basically, uh, as you would say, the rest is history. Well, Sheridan, I mean, was it? Important that you had a little uh, little oomph, shall we say? A push from him, you mean? Yes, yes. Well, I was trying to put it nicely. <laughs> yes, because I probably didn't have the confidence hmm. to do it. You felt the Lord was... He wanted me to do it. ...calling you? He, yes, yes. But you still needed, I still in needed the natural, a, mm, still needed a little oomph. Yeah, I didn't feel, maybe I didn't think I was could do it. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, there's an important lesson here that we mm. sometimes feel called to do something which is way mm. beyond what we think we can, but yet it it's kind of niggles at you mm. and it's not going away. And then sometimes you need a good friend or a spouse <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of give you a little bit of a oomph. Uh, yeah, encourage you. Encourage. To encourage, yeah. I think is the word. And mm. kind of go out of your comfort zone mm. and try something new. Mm. And little by little, well, how did it proceed from there? I did the audition, and I was accepted straight away. I went home, and I started working on ideas for programs. So you just knew you wanted to do a ladies' program? Yes. But had to come Mm. up with some ideas? Yes. Being a young mother, children are a good start. Yeah, yeah. Things what you need to do. Talk about what you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And being an encouragement to other young mothers? That's right, yes. And that's what you did? Yes. And so that mm. was with the local community station. Yes, a community station. It was basically a Christian community station at the start, but we ended up being a community station. Okay. But with Christian content. So you did that for several years, and then you started to make a program for the ministry that I originally came over to Australia. It was at that time called HCJB World Radio, now mm. called Reach Beyond Australia. And you've been making a family care program for them for... About 15 years. 15 years, years, yes. On the same ideas as the original local station, using the same sort of similar material. So Mm. what do you think it was? You just had to do it? I mean, how did you proceed? You you just started to talk to somebody? How did you know how to interview someone or just have a chat or 
What did you do? I guess, well, we had a few training sessions. That was probably Please after I went to air. I that get. was after I first went to air <laughs> <laughs> <at> training sessions. <laughs> instinct, maybe. Mm. Listening, I mean, you are. Yeah, radio is yeah. a lot of instinct. Yeah, you it? hear other people yeah. talk, interviewing people. You know it isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's just to have a chat to somebody. Sound like you're just having a, just two of you having a chat. Having a cuppa, to use yeah. the Australian oh, okay. phrase. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the ironic thing about all of this is that. Here you've been involved in radio for all these years, but when you started, you had a fear of the microphone. I did. Yeah, tell us about this. Yes. It was in church one Sunday morning. The minister was wandering with a microphone in his hand and Mm -hmm. asking people the same question, I think it was, and he put it in front of me, and I just couldn't speak. I just... You just, just saw speak. that microphone in front of you. And that was it. I was mesmerized <laughs> by these little dots that I could see, and I couldn't speak. And it was later on, uh, our ladies' group in the church, we had to take the service at night on the study we had been doing. We each had to say something with a microphone. And I thought, oh, no. And the practice, I still couldn't speak. I just, it was difficult. And so on the morning, I took my son with me. He was only young. He, mm. He's got confidence. But like his father, he could talk anywhere. <laughs> and he stood beside me, and I got him to read a Bible verse. Ah, smart. He read the Bible verse, and then I could continue on. As and long as he started it. He, yes. Mm. Maybe you were destined to do interviews that way. Get other people <laughs> involved. That Maybe that was the yes. trick. Yeah, we never know, do To kind of get uh, mm. things warmed up, get the ball rolling. Yeah, and... And when I had to do the audition to see if I was okay, my voice was okay for radio, I really had to tell myself, it's only a microphone, I need to use it, don't be afraid of it. And I was fine. I did Mm, the audition fine. By then, I was over the fear of microphones. I think Mm. if I focus on the microphone, you would get tongue-tied. But if you focus on the message that, hey, this is something important that people need to hear. It's not about me. Mm. I'm just the the conduit to get to the good Mm. content if you have a good guest, Mm. like our our fantastic guest today. (laughs) 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 But, you know, that's that's kind of the key, that think about... Yes. Not yourself, but think about the message and and what you're trying to get across. Your message needs to go, and you have to use this device to get that message out. So what has been the most fulfilling part of being involved in this type of ministry for you? I just enjoy doing it. I feel... You don't get a lot of affirmation, is that right? I mean, as far as feedback? No, I don't have very little. I but get that's very not why little. you're doing it. No, no. I, I do it because there's a need, mm-hmm. and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Just being obedient to the Lord. Mm. Yes. And years have, from yeah, now? I have to think about those people in other countries, what they don't have and what I do have. Mm-hmm. And what they need to know, and can I help them in any way? You're talking like the practical things of uh, hygiene, yes, and that health, type of thing, safety, yeah. And who knows? Well, we'll find out mm. in heaven exactly mm. the impact that it yes. has had on the people listening. Yes, the idea of the program is it's a practical program helping people, and the program following is a more outreach program. So people listening to the practical side of things mm-hmm. will continue listening and get the spiritual side. 
So the spiritual mm-hmm. content isn't necessarily in your practical health tips and safety tips. No, there's no, not and necessarily. If it, if it happens to slip in, that's good. Right. But if not, I know there's a, a program following that will have more the of an outreach mm. gospel. Mm. Of course, as the Bible says, one man plants a seed, another man waters it, and God helps it to mm. grow. So you're mm. in that line, in that secession, mm. doing your part. Mm. It's interesting from we uh, from a very small church. And it's amazing how many people in that church actually con- have contributed to the program. I was talking about the scripts that I write, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a doctor at our church. And she said, oh, I can check them for you. Just there come you up go. like that. So she checks it's all my scripts. Mm-hmm. And an, another lady, she does English second language checking. Mm-hmm. So I write the scripts, send them to her to make it perhaps a bit simpler what I've written. And send it on to my doctor friend who says yes or no or add this or mm-hmm. take that out. Because you want to make sure any medical advice is oh, oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. I, yes. Anything, mm. anything that goes over here, whether it be medical or, or mm. even in the practical field where she's dealt with likes of ladders and fires mm-hmm. and all this, has to come from authoritative ways. Yep. Because, I always um, have it checked. Mm-hmm. So looking back on your time, starting from no experience, what do you think is the big lesson for the listeners to learn from your experiences? If God wants you to do something, go for it. He will be there Mm -hmm. to help you through it. It's not in your own strength. It's his strength that we do things. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. If it brings encouragement to somebody else who's looking for Mm. something to do in Christ's name. It's been worth it, hasn't it, eh? Amen. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Sheridan and Steve Gardner from Tasmania. And what an inspiring story of how God equipped Sheridan for her task in radio, even though she had no experience whatsoever and even had a fear of microphones. And now she's gone on to make a healthcare program that is broadcast on international shortwave radio to many needy people living in poor areas in Asia and beyond. Well, if you'd like to do something amazing for God as well, be encouraged by these words from the Bible. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. Well, thanks for joining us for today's chat with Sheridan and Steve. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. We filmed a video, we filmed a commercial of me taking my little three-year-old daughter, Annalyn, out on a date. We had no intention of the commercial being seen by more than maybe 300 people on our Facebook page. But God had other plans for this video, and uh, it has gone viral. Uh, It's crossed all the different barriers and uh, has certainly taken us to places we would have never dreamed. Well, you may have seen the video that went viral on YouTube called The Best First Date. It features a father getting ready to go on a date with his three-year-old daughter. It has had millions of views, and we'll find out the story behind the video and the story behind the real-life dad and daughter next time. The story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. 